Welcome to Around the Sun with Titan Universe, your weekly source for news, entertainment, and opinionated discussions. I'm your host and digital content coordinator, Maddie Meehan, and my guest co-host of the week is Rafael Perdomo, the production <laughs> coordinator for Titan TV. Yes, hello Woo! everyone. I am very glad to be here. Madison, thank you so much for having me on. No problem. Well, the audience knows me already. Let's get to know you a little bit. How long have you been here at Titan TV? Yeah, so as you said, I'm Rafael. I'm the production coordinator for Titan TV, and I have so far been with Titan TV for... It's going to be a, a year this upcoming August. I um, first started with them in August of 2021, and it was it was great. It's, honestly, it's been it's been wonderful. Can you tell everyone a little bit about what you do here? Yeah, so um, as production coordinator, I essentially oversee and manage all productions. I make sure that all productions have a full crew scheduled. I also um, essentially kind of oversee all the interns, making sure that everyone's up to date, uh, that, that the EPs have their team set. But yeah, I mean, it's kind of a lot of like... It's half and half. I always tell people it's like half administrative work. And then the other half is like, what would you say? Actual production work, which I love the hands-on stuff. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that's um, kind of what I do here at Titan TV. Okay. And what drew you to Titan TV? So funny story. Um, I've actually known about Titan TV back in high school because I went wow. to Eldorado High School and okay. we had a broadcasting and I was a part of their um, broadcasting class, which was called Hawk Talk. We had like our... Um, um, <clears throat> every Thursday we would put on like a live broadcast for the, for the school, which was really fun. And I remember one of the alumni from El Dorado, they were with Titan TV. Um, I think her name was Ashley and she was actually doing Titan TV and she came back and spoke and was like, Oh yeah, if you, any of you go to Cal State Fullerton, you should definitely check out Titan TV. And so that is what originally drew me to Titan TV. Okay. And then, I mean, what year are you in again? You're... Well, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a third year. So after this semester, I'll have two more semesters because I transferred from Fullerton college. So oh, okay. I'm I was going to transfer... say, wow, you started late. <laughs> right now I'm a transfer student. <laughs> okay. All right. That makes sense. That's awesome. Well, this week we have a lot of hot topics for you guys, including Britney Spears, the Etsy strike, Moon Knight, and more. Stay tuned. Britney Spears has shared that she and her partner, Sam Asgari, are expecting a baby. On Monday, Spears posted on her verified Instagram account that she had lost weight to go on her recent Maui vacation, only to gain it right back. She wrote that her boyfriend, Sam Asgari, told her that she was food pregnant. She said, so I got a pregnancy test and, uh, well, I'm having a baby. Big steps for her since she ended her conservatorship back in 2021, and she actually got engaged to Sam in September of 2021. This is pretty crazy because she has not had much autonomy over her body or anything since uh, being in her conservatorship. Yeah, definitely. I agree. Honestly, I think this is a great thing for Brittany, great thing for her and Sam, just because, like you said, that whole... Would you call it conservatory uh, ship? Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, that she had underneath her father, where like she pretty much didn't have control of like anything. Mm-hmm. And so I think stepping forward, this is honestly great, especially because now she has like two other kids prior, and mm-hmm. so now a third. You know, I always say, I mean, personally, three is my favorite number. So you, know? <laughs> so you, hey, you think you it's lucky? I think it is lucky. I have also heard that people are not really sure whether to believe her or not. I've heard people are, yeah, they're, even though it came directly from her Instagram, they're saying, oh, I'll believe it when I see it. Really? I wonder why they're thinking that. Like, what are people saying? Like, I don't know. I think this, the conservatorship kind of gave her a bad name. And so I think that people are just, you know, and that sucks too, because that wasn't even her fault. Like, yeah, it was like, that was literally out of her control. So, I mean, We'll see. Well, we'll see what happens. With yeah, that. we'll see what happens. We'll <laughs> wait nine months and we'll, <laughs> we'll find definitely out, guys. wait nine months. Yeah. <laughs> Next, Brooklyn Beckham gets married. He is 23 years old and the son of soccer star 
David Beckham and Spice Girl turned fashion designer Victoria Beckham. Uh, he married the actress and model Nicola Peltz, who is 27, mm. in an elaborate wedding on April 9th at a mansion owned by the bride's father, who is billionaire Nelson Peltz, wow. in Palm Beach, Florida, actually. So I think that this is going to kind of start a conversation about how young is too young to get married because I'm 23 years old and I cannot Same. picture getting married right now. But I know that everybody's different. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, it definitely is, as some people are saying, an age gap, you know, considering he's 23, she's 27. Mm-hmm. But I mean, we've seen many age gaps all throughout like history, Hollywood, especially, I mean, you just look at Hugh Hefner, right? He was what, oh, like 80 and yeah. still dating girls in his 20s. Um, <laughs> that Definitely, this isn't a situation like that. But I mean, I don't know. How's too young? How old is too young to get? I mean, I think it's a generational thing. Like nowadays, it seems like a lot of people, they're not, you know, necessarily ready to get uh, married or they want to wait till they're older, you know, kind of like more mm-hmm. financially stable. They have mm-hmm. a place of themselves, which I think is great because if you look at back then, like, let's see, my grandparents were 19 when they got married and that's wow. really young. Yeah. So it's definitely a generational thing. Yeah, I think. Obviously, it's a personal decision. And Mm -hmm. right now, I do not feel prepared to get married. But I think because uh, Nicola is older than him, I think that kind of pushed the relationship forward a little more, if that makes sense. I agree 100%. I I don't think their age gap is weird. Four years is not weird. And I think my brother had pointed out when I was talking with him yesterday that if the girl was 23 and the guy was 27, no one would bat an eye. It would just be totally normal. Yeah, it's true. I I, I've realized that I think... A lot of people, when they think like they flip the gender mm-hmm. and how it's the the woman that's older, everyone's mm-hmm. always like, "Oh my gosh, she's like a what is it? What do they call the the term the baby a uh, baby a uh, baby robber? Yeah, no, cr- cradle robber, <laughs> cradle, cradle robber. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> she's a cougar, <laughs> a cougar, um, right? But yeah, I, I really don't think it's four years. That's nothing. That's nothing. Yeah, I don't think it's a big deal. I think especially as they age, like if she was you know mm-hmm. thirty four and he was thirty, it, nobody would even bat an eye. I think though. Typically, men mature slower than women. So I think that's the only reason why, especially when they're younger and not fully formed adults yet, like not saying that he isn't a fully formed adult, but even younger than this, I think that's when it starts to get a little weird. Well, and another thing, too, is that speaking of like the mind fully formed, I read a study that it was either men when they're 23 or 24, that's when their mind fully develops. And Mm -hmm. like women, it's like when they're, I think, 21. Oh. And so it's like a lot sooner. So I think that absolutely has something to do with it definitely now we're going to move on to the etsy strike right now thousands of etsy sellers and artists who make money from selling their handmade goods on the website are closing their online shops for the week and going on strike earlier this year etsy ceo josh silverman announced that starting april 11th the company would increase the five percent transaction fee for sellers to six and a half percent this was done to fund improvements in marketing seller tools among other changes that's what the ceo said and sellers are fed up with the new transaction fees as well as other Etsy imposed costs. Many sellers feel that Etsy is intent on squeezing the platform's independent artists with these new policies. Man. Thoughts about that? <laughs> that is, I mean, honestly, I think it's a little, I would you say, unfair to the sellers. Like, I mean, they're trying to like have their business there and mm-hmm. make money. And for some of them, it's like their livelihood. Honestly, mm-hmm. like they depend on being able to sell the items they're selling. And mm-hmm. so the fact that Etsy itself is kind of 
oh no, we're going to like, we want more money from you. I think it's just corporate America being money hungry as usual. Yeah, I was, <laughs> I'm not surprised by that at all. But yeah, I actually have an Etsy shameless plug for me. But uh, <laughs> I, t- I turned myself on vacation mode because the like I said, the fees are already so yeah. bad. And this is just going to make it worse. And I feel like they're taking advantage of small creators because when, I mean, people use Etsy to get exposure mostly because I actually, yeah. I used to have my own website, but I just couldn't drive enough traffic there. And Etsy is such a big website that even if you don't have people uh, like loyal customers already, you can create them from the website because you can find anything on there. And I just think that Etsy is taking advantage of its sellers. I mean, would you say that? I would say, yeah, definitely in a sense, taking advantage of their sellers. Now, the thought I have, though, is that I wonder how does it go? I mean, I know Etsy, it's like more of like, it's, it's personalized for the sellers, right? If I'm not mistaken, as opposed to like selling on Amazon. It because depends. Amazon, right? Because it I'm really wondering does. how would be like, let's say going, I wonder what Amazon is charging for their fees to sell stuff on Amazon. I've actually never sold anything on Amazon. Yeah. Granted, I've never sold anything in my life, but <laughs> I've bought many things on Amazon. I've even yeah. bought stuff on Etsy just because I find like really cool it's stuff. Cool stuff. Yeah. yeah. Really cool stuff. Definitely. I think so. I used to work for a company who sold stuff on Amazon and I don't know much of the cost information, but I do know that there's a difference between the charges for prime and not prime because with prime, you have to send inventory to them and they hold it at their storage facility and that's why they get it out so fast. So it's more expensive to do that. But as far as just selling things normally, I think there are definitely fees associated with it, but I think what Etsy's advantage is, is typically you can do made-to-order things, and you can't really do made-to-order things on Amazon. Gotcha. So, so that's like part custom. of it. So yeah. like if someone were to buy like a custom shirt that said, oh, my name is Rafael H. Perdomo. <laughs> yeah. You couldn't do that on Amazon. Yeah, okay. no, I don't think, I mean, actually. I wonder, right? I don't, I don't know. know. I'm Now I feel like I have to look it up. But... I'll be honest. The one thing I did get on Etsy, it was a custom-made, which actually if all of y'all, you know, you follow me in. On Instagram at RHP for real. And you can see, <laughs> I know, shameless plug, but you can see I have a photo of um, an apron. And it says Rafael H. Perdomo, and it shows like a bodybuilder flexing. But I got that on Etsy. So, yeah. I mean, I think Etsy's great. I think this is awful what's happening. And yeah. let's just hopefully it resolves soon. Yeah, hopefully. We'll see if the strike works. Up next, we're going to talk about Moon Knight, mainly because, for those who don't know, I'm a huge Marvel fan, and so is Raphael. <laughs> oh, yeah. Big nerds over here. Got my and Spider-Man sweatshirt on yeah, right now. Yeah, he's wearing Miles Morales <laughs> on his shirt right now. <laughs> yeah. But this section will contain spoilers, so just a heads up, because I just finished watching the episodes last night, and yeah. we wanted to talk about it. So Moon Knight follows Stephen Grant, a mild-mannered gift shop employee who becomes plagued with blackouts and memories of another life. Stephen discovers he has dissociative identity disorder and shares a body with a mercenary, Mark Spector. So the show premiered on March 30th on Disney Plus, And like I said, the first two episodes are out. What are your thoughts, Raphael? Oh Go my for gosh. it. Let me just tell you, I've seen all of the MCU shows they've done so far on Disney Plus, And this one has to be one of my... I want to say more favorite ones, especially starting out, because I remember with WandaVision, mm-hmm. like the first few episodes, it was hard to get into. And even a lot of people were agreeing then, just because, well, okay, I <laughs> don't get me wrong. You know, I love the classic like 60s. I love Lucy type stuff. Yeah. But I wasn't expecting on a Marvel show. I'm mm-hmm. like, you know, I feel like I'm watching like some literally I love Lucy. I didn't. I, but then the way it progressed and then towards the end, I was like, oh, yeah, this is definitely mm-hmm. Marvel Cinematic Universe. Mm-hmm. But with this one, I think right away, it's just I don't know. I, I really enjoy I think the character development for Steven is going to be insane. Mm-hmm. And I'm really excited, especially with the second episode when it revealed the Mr. Knight suit. Yeah. Like that was, oh, oh that one was so cool. Right. <laughs> that is really a cool. super awesome suit. 
What are your thoughts, Madison? Well, okay, yeah, I agree. I was, so first of all, I watched this really late, so I was a little tired, but I was surprised at how much I liked it. I don't know right. what I was expecting, but it wasn't this. I think especially what caught my eye was the cinematography. All of the, oh, the yeah. reflection shots, the angles. Oh my God, it was, it was gorgeous. It was absolutely beautiful. And I feel like it added to the show in, I think, the, the vibe of it, the mood of it. It was just... It was so good. And I think also that mm. Oscar Isaac is so talented. And I've I've never seen him in a role like this. I've only really seen I saw him in Star Wars and yeah, you know, Star Wars. stuff, like, stuff like that. But um so this is the first time I've seen him do anything like this. And I think that he was really good. He plays the part so perfectly. He so. plays it incredibly well. I think as an actor, his range is just insane because mm -hmm. the fact that he's able to like portray one character so well mm -hmm. and then legit just flip. And he's like, whoa, you, you like you literally think it's two different people. Yeah, that's how good. And I think that's yeah. the actor's best job is when you get them to actually believe the character they're playing. And they're like, no, that's like I always say this whenever I hate a character in a show, like as in like, I'm like, oh, my gosh, that character is like so awful or like, I can't believe they're like that. Mm -hmm. Then that's a really good actor. That yeah. They're able to get you to feel that way. No, I agree. I agree for sure. And that's why I think it's funny because. That just made me think of Draco Malfoy and Harry Potter because yes. I know that Tom Felton was saying that he got so much hate in real life because he was such a good villain that people hated him. So, yeah, I guess that's a, or, or right. like um, in what is it? Uh, Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Or Fal um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. But he's, Winter I mean, Soldier. he's Captain America now, but you know what I mean? He is um, With uh, John Walker. Is that his name? I'm forgetting his name. John Walker. Is he, he's the one dude that where they had like they broke out of prison, right? No, am what? I thinking of someone? No, no, no. You're, no. Oh my god, you're thinking of Zemo. No, not I am Zemo. thinking of Zemo. I'm no, literally no, no. thinking. No, I'm talking about the like the new Captain America, not <gasps> Sam. John but... Walker. Yes. Yeah, okay, yeah. I People, remember now. He got yes. Death threats because in he real was, life. Yeah, because he was so good at the you're part that right, people, because people are like... hated him. And that well, I think that's another thing we can talk about. Like it's insane. Like people that like I guess I mean yeah, it's one thing to watch a show and you got to understand like these are actors. Like they're mm -hmm. not who they are in real life. Exactly. Look at Loki. Loki is like I mean even though towards the end it was like you know he's a really lovable character, but in the <laughs> beginning you're just like man this guy is evil. I can't yeah. believe him. Why is he trying to destroy the world? But in real life he's doing so much like philanthropy philanthropy yeah and like he's like a really good guy he's a yeah. stand-up guy you watch no, interviews tom and... hiddleston is great he's yeah. he's so much more soft-spoken than he is in the show in the show you know he's loki he's the god right? of mischief exactly. but then in real life you see him and he's he's with his british accent and everything he's just so calm mm -hmm. but another thing that i thought about the show okay i was not expecting it to be so dark and <laughs> yeah. i actually thought Okay, it wasn't scary, but it was suspenseful. And I don't like horror films. So there was some parts where I was sitting there and I was like, there's going to be a jump scare or something. And I, I got anxious because I was like, oh, my God, what's going to happen? You know, it definitely is suspenseful, especially with... um. The God, man, what's the name? Who they're the Avatar for? Um, starts with a C. The God Canu. 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 Is it Canu? Yes, Canu. Canu. Man, when he like pops up just randomly behind, mm -hmm. especially when he was in the um, what was it? It was the locker. <gasps> the storage unit. The storage yes. unit. And oh. then he like, oh. I knew right away. I'm like, yo, when Steven turns, he's definitely gonna see Canu there, and it's crazy. It's definitely a spooky one. Yeah, with the lights flashing and everything. Oh yeah. And then oh my God, the elevator scene in the first episode and the old woman and yeah. Oh. Oh my god and, and she was like she was like scared running away from him and i think another cool thing is the fact that when you look at the recordings or uh, when other people don't see the uh well the god but also yeah. what's the the dog's name what's the, the dog called oh the dog oh ah it's because i know it's part of arthur since he's the avatar for that other 
what's the goddess? Her name is Shamu. No, not Shamu. That's, <laughs> that's, that's the way we're going to talk about SeaWorld next. SeaWorld, right? <laughs> no, but I don't remember the dog's name. But yes, I do know what you're mm-hmm. talking about in that but, sense. Yeah, because other people couldn't see them. And so I think only he could see it. It's sort of like, have you seen the Joker with Joaquin Phoenix? Yes. How at the end you find out. Sorry, spoiler alert. Yeah, so spoiler alert, but it's everything. Been out for a while. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, our mic just cut out, so we had to restart that, everyone. But yeah, so basically the fact that he was in his head and he believed things that weren't real were real. Yeah. And I was kind of getting that vibe from Moon Knight at the beginning, especially because I don't know anything about this character. I typically Same. don't look at the comics or anything. Oh. I look at it online, but usually after the character has come out. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, no, definitely. So I was actually going to look him because I have a Marvel encyclopedia. I was so going to look I. him up, but I oh. forgot to do it. I should have done that. I know. I, you know, I've been, I was telling my girlfriend that I'm like, oh yeah, I got to definitely look up this Moon Knight character mm-hmm. so I could get more about it. But you know, at the same time, I kind of want to be, I don't know surprise not necessarily surprised but i don't like i kind of want to watch the rest of the series since there's only six episodes yeah. it's one of those you know each one you know, like 45 minutes mm-hmm. and i kind of want to go in not knowing so then when i'm watching it live i'm like you know what that's so cool i didn't know yeah no i agree i get that mm-hmm. and honestly that's how it's been for the most part with most of the mcu characters i mean i i did look up after Wanda was introduced because I loved her character so much that I wanted yeah, to know more yeah. about her. So I did look into her and that's happened with a few characters, but for the most part, I try and stay in the dark and people say, Oh, like you're a fake fan. You don't, you don't read nah, the comics, nah. but I think that's stupid. Let people enjoy what they want to enjoy. That's what I say. And I mean, I read the granted, like the only comics I read as a kid was the Spider-Man comics because you know, Spider-Man is my favorite superhero, but all the other ones I had no clue. I only know a little bit actually about Wanda and there is one comic version where Wanda and Falcon end up in like that's in a romantic relationship and so that is I just threw up in my mouth that's what? Just, I, I hate no I don't like that you don't like Falcon no oh I do oh, like oh you do like Falcon no no okay. no, no. I, no I like Falcon but okay, I don't okay. I don't like the relationship that's what I meant to say interesting but I do uh, what's the one it's uh, the Winter Soldier and the Natasha Yes. Yeah, Black Widow. And uh-huh. yeah, oh my God, the lights are turning off in here. It's spooky. Let it's, me tell yeah, you, folks. Yeah, it's a little dark in here, folks. But yeah, I, uh, I want their relationship to happen. But that's, I mean, Ooh, she's, uh, spoiler alert, she's uh, dead now. But <laughs> Natasha and. And Bucky. Oh, and Bucky. Okay. Yeah, I was thinking, well, do you remember though? It was like Age of Ultron and you could Stop. see like a. Oh my yeah, God. yeah, you know what I'm going to say. Oh. Natasha and Dane. And Banner. <laughs> Bruce, Bruce Banner. Banner. Oh, I the know. The Hulk. I could see that. I, Poor Natasha. Lord have mercy. I love Age tough. of Ultron. It's one of my favorite <laughs> MCU movies, but I was like, oh, it gets okay. I don't know why. Yeah, it's one of my favorite. Really? It's underrated. David Spader is so good as Ultron. It's so good. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. just turned, I had some ASMR. ASMR whispering. Oh, okay, I'm not going to do that. That's creepy, but. Yeah, I think it's underrated, but that is the worst part of the movie is the <clears throat> banner. Um, what are they, what's their ship name that they call it? The oh the ra- um, oh 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 um oh my gosh, what do they call it? They call it no, not the the, the flying eagle. Um, what is it? <laughs> the flying that, oh, it's eagle. the helicarrier. Helicarrier. That's usually what it is. The hel- are you talking about like what what they so- travel no, on? They're- <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm I like- so- no, I meant ship name. Like you know when you mash two people's names oh, together. <laughs> yeah. Don't they call it like the um the oh, Black Hulk? No, like, no. That's- it's like Roman. <laughs> 
Like Roman Rogers is the the one for Natasha and Steve. I forget what right, it's called, Steve. but this that was hilarious. I'm so glad that you uh, that you didn't know what I meant with ship because that was I had that was no great. I thought you were talking about where they travel. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure it's a helicarrier. Content right now. <laughs> no, I got to tell you, my favorite. Well, I mean, to date, my favorite Marvel film has to be Spider Man No Way Home, mm-hmm. just because those were. Uh, I mean, that was amazing. Iconic. I'm definitely gonna say a spoiler right now, but it's been out for a while, so I feel like everyone should know. Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, being in that. Oh yes, and then it just like. For the multiverse, Doctor Strange, multiverse of madness. Like, I'm really excited. Let's talk about that, Madison. Like, I'm okay. really excited for that movie. I saw the trailer. I thought the trailer right after, like, the end credits for Spider Man No Way Home mm-hmm. was really exciting. And I know everyone in the theater was, especially when we saw Wanda. It was like, oh, oh my God. Yeah, speaking the, of Wanda. The screaming. I, yeah, you know, I love Wanda. So she's actually one of my favorite MCU characters. But really? I've, I've always loved Spider Man just because I grew up with Tobey Maguire as Spider Man. <laughs> so best honestly, Spider-Man. he's my favorite. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, okay, we doubt. agree. We got a high five for yes, that one. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm glad we agree on that. Not that I just think Andrew Garfield was good for sure, but now I think he's getting too much hype. Like before, he didn't have enough hype. And mm-hmm. since the movie, I feel like everyone's obsessed with him. But I also think that it's a lot of just like girls that are thirsting after him. Oh, it's him. a lot of girls that are thirsty. So, I mean, it is what it is. But yeah, so I was actually going to ask you if you were excited about the future of the MCU. Oh, yeah. So, talking about. Multiverse of Madness. Did you buy your tickets already? You wait, you can buy the tickets already? Yeah, they went on sale on the 6th. What? Yeah. Of the, and it's it's <laughs> April 12th, so I'm six days late. Okay, first of all, I had no clue He's I could buy behind. my tickets. So I'm like, wow. I got to try to get it because I want to see it obviously day it comes out. Yeah. I think it comes out right May 6th. Um, May, I think it's May 6th. That sounds right. Right? It's I May 6th, which is, <laughs> I'm definitely... I know. Oh, yeah. Actually, I don't know what day of the week that is. So considering it should be. So the first showings are on the Thursday and then it, yeah, usually it always, technically right? and then it's, comes out on Friday. Because that's when I saw Spider-Man yeah. No Home. Uh, my girlfriend and I, we went and we mm-hmm. saw on the Thursday. Yeah. Before, which was great. And it was a packed theater. Yeah. No, it was. Yeah. That's why I really wanted. I went to. Do you know where the Irvine Spectrum is? I do. Yes. Yeah. So that's where I went to see the movie because I wanted it to be like a very hype experience. <laughs> right. I wanted go. the whole theater oh, to yeah. react with me. And it totally was that. I was I was very happy with the And I think the with theater. Dr. Strange, that's how it's going to be, too. This whole, you know, speaking of going back real quick to Moon Knight and how you were saying it was kind of like more in like the horror, scary mm-hmm. thriller feel. Yeah. That's exactly how I heard Dr. Strange Multiverse and Madness is going to be. Yeah. It's actually going to be MCU's first ever horror film, like an actual. Because oh my the, God, who's don't doing tell the, me that. <laughs> the director is Sam, Sam Raimi, who is before he did Spider Man. A lot mm-hmm. of people don't know this, but before he did the trilogy of Spider Man, Tobey Maguire, mm-hmm. he did a lot of horror films, like I didn't know true that. horror films. Hmm. And of course, it's going to be composed by Danny Elfman, mm-hmm. who composed Spider Man, but also composed a lot of horror films. Yeah, and he did Nightmare Before Sam. Christmas. Yeah, yes, he's done a lot of he's, stuff. Uh-huh. He's very talented. But uh, yeah, I'm spooky. yeah, I'm scared now. I didn't know that it was supposed to be a horror. But I know uh-huh. that I've seen the trailer, mm-hmm. and if you've seen What If, again, we're gonna talk what about spoilers. If? You've seen so What If, good. right? Oh, absolutely. I think that they're really gonna tie in a lot of stuff that happened in What If to what's gonna happen in the MCU. You know, that's what people are saying. I'm kind of skeptical on that. I feel mm-hmm. like they want What If to be its own kind of little like because like with the watcher and every i mean i just thought that was so incredible and for an animation too i usually don't prefer animations i prefer the actual like live showing um but i know these lights are crazy (laughs) but with that i was captivated like it was so good what did you think of what if okay i feel like this is an unpopular opinion actually maybe it's not but i did not like the first episode i thought it was boring and so i didn't want to keep watching and typically i mean before 
before the the new MCU shows, I didn't watch Daredevil, Jessica Jones, any <gasps> of that. I started Daredevil after oh, I saw Spider-Man, good. but I just I didn't watch any of them before. And so what if I was a little skeptical of it and I watched the first episode, it was kind of bled, but my friends were telling me to keep watching and so that's what I did. I kept watching yeah. it. And then by the end, like the episodes got better and better. But I think it was a really rough start. I just think that have you seen the stills um of the trailer compared to the uh the what if show like they'll show the images and they look almost the like, same like of doctor strange how there's i forget what they call it oh, but like the evil doctor okay, strange I'm sorry, i thought you're talking about the trailer for what if and i'm like no I no, no. you're like oh yeah that was, that was a while ago but yeah. oh um, no okay yes because in his like the the evil doctor strange yeah with evil the Steven, six when arms and all right that. and the whole octopus because like obviously in the what if how he's trying to gain more power to be mm-hmm. able to go back and save his love yeah well, and, that's, people are talking right? about that in Multiverse of Madness. They're like, oh, is she going to die? Well, and it's interesting, too, because then you see her and she's like, it looks like... Night Nurse. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it looks... Yeah, right? And so it's, I mean, we... You know, the thing, though, is that ever since Spider-Man No Way Home, now they've kind of really opened the door with, like, they could literally do anything. Yeah. Because it's so much like Toby and Andrew being in that movie as the other Spider-Mans. Mm-hmm. And then this one, Doctor Strange, who knows? Maybe it can be... What I would literally laugh... Probably freaking pee my pants in the theater laughing okay. is this if they get <laughs> an animated Doctor Strange and like in the live action one in the multiverse of Madison oh, and God. he's just looking over and he sees the little animated yeah. of him. <laughs> That'd be good comedy oh relief. Yeah. First movie. <laughs> Com- yeah. MCU is good at comic relief, I feel like. Oh, they so. are so good, especially in like times of like it's really serious. Mm-hmm. And then it's just like, oh yeah, you know, it's a good it, laughing. It breaks like, up the tension for like, sure. You know, like Captain America's. Oh, that's America's ass right there. Yeah. <laughs> but Ant Man, he's. I oh, love, I love Paul Rudd. Yep. Who doesn't love uh-huh. Paul Rudd? Oh, Paul Rudd is great. Paul Rudd is awesome. Yeah, I think he was a really good Ant Man too. But back to what you said about um, how Spider Man No Way Home opened a lot of doors. Yeah. I definitely agree with that. And I think that Sony is going to be a lot more heavily involved in the future of the MCU. Like, did you see Morbius? <gasps> Actually, I did not see Morbius. Did you? Yeah, and it was horrible. Right? I hated it. That's what it. everyone's saying. It That's why I'm not so too bad. Six out of ten. Don't recommend. To go see it. But basically, in the trailer, it has uh, there's like a picture of Spider-Man with the word "murderer" written across, and that's in the trailer. That's not a spoiler. But the, I mean, that's not in the movie. That doesn't ever happen in the movie. Really? And there's stuff stuff in the trailer, like you see. Um, oh my god, what's the actor's name? Why am I forgetting? The Jared he, Leto. No, not Jared Leto. The um, he was in Spider-Man: Homecoming. Oh, um. Oh, not J. Jonah Jameson, dude, right? No, no, no okay. not him. Yeah. Not him. Wow. Happy? Okay. Wait, is it happy? No, 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 it's not happy. I'm talking about the, the villain. He was the... Um... Oh, oh, wait. Oh, I know exactly what you're talking Michael Keaton. Yeah, thank you. Jeez. Who was, was Valkyrie? Valkyrie. He was in Valkyrie. He was Valkyrie. That in was... Spider-Man Homecoming? That wasn't the name of his character. What was the name of it? His name was... But he, he was the villain, Valkyrie. Right, he was a Valkyrie, like in the comic. I'm thinking of the comics. So. I'm like, yeah, I I don't think that's what they called him in the movie, though. What they called him? Scorpion was also in that too. Scor- yeah, yeah, yeah. That's for. But okay, my point <laughs> is, is that <laughs> he, Michael Keaton was in the trailer, and he was not in the movie. He was in the after credit scene, but he was not in the movie at all. So they showed it in the trailer, and then it wasn't in the movie. And I think that that was partly yeah. to draw people to the theater. They were like, "Oh, Spider Man's going to be in it." Of course, that's he wasn't. Crazy. But I just think that they are they're opening a lot of doors. To the MCU, and, which I love. Hopefully, and, uh, we see Miles Morales. Like, oh, oh, yes. I'm a huge Miles fan. Yeah. Oh my! Into the Spider Verse is one of my top three. And they're making a second one, time. which is great. I'm so excited for that. But uh, my point is, if you see the after credit scene of Morbius, it 
opens Do the tell. door even more to uh, like the MCU okay. and Sony crossing over. I feel like we should watch it. Do you want to watch it really quick? Yeah, we got to watch. I think okay, we got to watch that. We're going to pause real quick and then we'll come back. So, so hang on a second, to. guys. All right, guys, we just finished watching the post credits. Yeah, scenes. we watched it, although Madison showed me the one in Latin. And so I <laughs> literally had, uh, oh, okay. But still, <laughs> I had no clue what they were saying. We couldn't find it on YouTube, okay? But yeah. also, it's not Valkyrie, it's Vulture. <laughs> it's Vulture, I stand corrected. Yes. Vulture. I knew it was, and I uh-huh. knew it was Vulture. I just, my brain. There's so oh, much you said information. It was Eagle. I'm out of it. No, the listeners can go back. But <laughs> you know what? This is a lot of, a, a lot of pointing fingers. Oh, okay. A little too much for me. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to our last topic of the day, the weirdest oh, national man. holiday of the week. This holiday is on April 16th, and it's called National Bean Counter Day. Now, oh, yeah. Have you heard of it before? Oh, my gosh. Maddie, I celebrate that one every year. Okay. You're, okay, he's being a smart ass. Um, <laughs> I was going to ask you, what do you, think, what do you think that means? What does it sound like to you? I mean... From hearing a National Bean Counter Day, I'm the ball. Like, okay, my mind goes to two places. The first one is Club Penguin when you got the little, oh, well, yeah, there's the coffee beans. And, you know, like in the coffee shop and you're like the little penguin and you have your arms up and you're catching the little bean bags. You're like, how many can you catch without <coughs> collapsing? Oh, my God. I, I forgot about that game right? until you mentioned it. Oh, yeah. Club, I still play. Um, you do really? Key. Yeah, they got Club Penguin rewritten because they shut down the actual thing back in 2018. Disney shut it down. But then some developers from it created Club Penguin rewritten. And oh my god, I need so to go fun. play. We gotta play. We all should have a Titan TV and Titan Radio like party on it. Oh and, my like, god. Just, yeah, Titan right? Com play. play. Oh we'll my god, play. that'd be so fun. I used to go into the, the pizza shop and like yes. just oh my god. Do you remember when people would be like, Oh, do you have a girlfriend in the pizza shop? Right? I, people were asking that all the time. Yeah. Like, <laughs> or you, you, you a, got right? kick? <laughs> you got <laughs> Oh god. <laughs> Anyways. Times. Okay, besides the point. Besides the point, National Bean Counter Day. That, um yeah, go just, ahead. Just what counting beans, like how many beans can you count in a bag? You know, like how many M&Ms are in the jar? <laughs> I mean, that's what you would expect. Right? I actually, when I heard it, I had no idea what it was. And I normally I would have something made up in my head for what I think it was. But for mm-hmm. this one, nothing came to me because I was so confused. But it's actually pretty mundane. Basically, it's oh. a day specially set aside to give accountants and other financial experts uh, collectively called bean counters. They are much deserved break and honor for all the important work that they do for the benefit of their clients. That is what the the actual official definition of the holiday is. That's it. So that's all it is. It's only for financial advisors. Yeah, what? it's just really it's like you know, like Teacher Appreciation Week. It's like yeah, accountant, so it's, it's accountant accountant appreciation, appreciation day. day. That's so, so strange. Does so you get a day off? I don't. Hey, I mean, you know, more I don't power think they get them. the day off though. Oh, they just get appreciated. <laughs> You just get appreciated more. That's it. It's like, hey, thanks for doing your work. Now get back to work. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, that's nice. You know, yeah, we appreciate you now. uh, Go slave over someone's taxes. (laughs) Literally. Oh, my gosh. But uh, speaking of taxes, did you do taxes? I was going to ask you that. I Mm. did my taxes last night. Last night? Yeah. Really? Why, why are you looking wow. at me like no, that? No, no, it's okay. It's okay. I did mine before St. Patrick's Day. Okay, Which is whatever. my favorite holiday, actually. I, but yes. Normally, I would do them back in February, but I actually forgot until okay. I went to mm. Texas over break, right? Yeah, you and did. Raphael's actually from Texas. Yeehaw. But my aunt is a CPA, and she was like, oh, have you done your taxes? And I was like, oh, oh. no, I haven't, but... Wow. Well, hey, yeah. I mean, you know what? Better late than never. That's what I say. De- yeah, I was going to say. Because I think the deadline is like... The 18th. Yeah, so next... Actually, yeah, end of this week. Is that week? this week? I don't know. I, I don't think even know what day it is. It's Saturday. Oh, I don't know. I mean, I could just be spitballing <laughs> there. but Yeah, it's definitely not Saturday, Raphael. It's next Sunday. Monday. I think it's Sunday. I think it's Sunday, too. Honestly, 
<laughs> yes, because Monday's the 19th. <laughs> I remember because I have a project to do that. Oh, Anyways. Oh, God. Yes. Okay. <laughs> well, with that, I think that concludes our second ever episode of Around the Sun with Tang Universe. Wow, Woo! that was really fun. Madison, thank you again yes, for having me on. Yes, thank you so much this for being on. Fun. And next week, I am going to have my intern actually be our guest co-host. Ooh, so, a little sneak peek for next week, guys. But thank you all for listening, and we will see you next week. Thank you. See Bye. You.